0: It's the internet. You're busy. Let's do this for February 15th, 2024. For the next hour or so, let me help you sort through the world of gaming on Game Mess Mornings Live with me, Jeff Grubb. Today is the most real romantic day of the year, the day we get the Xbox Business Update podcast. But first, please join me in welcoming today's co host, the Game Mess Mornings. It's Jan Ochoa, everybody. Jan, how are you doing? I'm feeling fantastic. I nailed Valentine's dinner last
1: night. Ooh, I swear happy. to God, if my partner doesn't wife me up, what's up, internet?
0: Mm, it's got to be happening. It's got to be happening. Uh, I uh, I did do those the uh, little cakes that has the uh, the butterflies fly out, and the kids oh. the kids struggled a little bit, so they like half open. So only a, a couple of them fluttered out, and then we were able to get the rest to like slowly pop out eventually. But they're fun, and now the kids are just winding these little paper butterflies up and throwing them all over the house now, which is actually kind of a nightmare. Now I got these things everywhere. Uh you could you could start hiding them in books, Grub. Yeah, you oh God, that's like actually a shoot good idea. Uh, I would love that. Uh, I love the idea of scaring people that just get books off my shelf. Those are my books. Ask for permission uh. first. Oh, okay. Here's the easy way to
1: get Dan Reichert. Okay, if Dan Reichert ever goes into your house, preload these butterflies into a video game case. Oh, there you go. <laughs> because I feel like Dan's curiosity, be like, oh, I've never. Like you have this game, I have this game uh-huh. too. Open and then, okay, it's that's hit, a good idea. Hit by a butterfly.
0: Honestly, like we we have, we send them games all the time for Blight Club. We could just put a few in there for the uh, the Blake Club game. Uh, I guess I would like I would like to capture it the moment it happens. Um, right? Do, do, is um the snake in a can trick is that still a thing? Is that something? I've, has that ever happened to you? It's never happened to me, so I assume it's, it's not like a going concern. It's never happened to me, but I can't say that I've I've often
1: opened up a can or a jar of peanuts in an excited manner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like like how often am I opening like a tube-shaped tin? I'm not like uh I haven't opened a new thing of like tennis balls in like 20 years, so I can't think of anything else. We have to send Dan a can of snakes. (laughs) Yeah, right? Okay. All right, fantastic. I love
1: it. Uh it's gonna get into his eye and then he won't be able to play because he can't (laughs) see.
0: (laughs) Uh, dr ryan's like yes yeah, he's got a b- boo-boo on his eyeball <laughs> oh boy um it's hey yesterday there was a lot of news uh today it feels like where the fuck's the news and i think everyone's <laughs> kind of holding for this xbox thing there, there's plenty to talk about we'll get into all of it here in a second uh but mostly i don't know i'm like hey things slow down a little bit on this on this side of things that's fine with me i got a ton of games i'm still playing how are you feeling about like looking at the games you've played this year and like when you get to the end of the year like are a lot of these you think are going to end up on your game of the year list i i haven't really been looking at uh the latter half of this year
1: grub and and i i feel like it's this is going to be another good year for game releases uh i do think the top half of this year or even the top two months of this year have been incredibly stacked that i think they will sustain their momentum like uh I feel like Prince of Persia is unique enough of a thing that it'll stay in like our minds till December time. Uh, Same thing with like a dragon. Yep. Um, Especially uh, a a big game that's uh, coming out next week or the the embargo comes out. Yeah, based on the demo, it's
0: going to be a big thing. I think for a lot of people at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, Um, and I. Feel like Final Fantasy VII remake will get its uh, revenge for me uh cutting it off the list one year mm-hmm. of uh, GB Game of the Year.
0: Could be could be rebirths a year after all. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's explain what we do here. Most weekdays, I, Jeff Grubb, will help piece your gaming life back together. That includes breaking news and maybe even some of our own original reporting. For all these topics, I'll get the input of a bona fide expert who will make me look smart. If you are watching live on Twitch, welcome. You can always listen to the show later on podcast feeds by searching for Game Mess Mornings or find the RSS on giantbomb.com. You can also catch the show later with chapters and timestamps on YouTube. Hello, YouTube. All right, we have a lot to get into, so let's start the morning mess with Hey, where is that Nintendo Direct? That Nintendo hmm. Direct was maybe supposed to happen this morning. Uh, it is. It just clicked over to 11 a.m. Eastern time here. And based on my chat, I think I'm going to say that it's not happening yet. Looking over here, no one's talking about, hey, this thing just happened. You guys should go watch this. Um, that was only ever a rumor. It was never confirmed. Nintendo never said anything about it. Um, I, I'll say that I never knew a date for sure. Jan, what I was mm-hmm. hearing for for uh, about a month ago was, yeah, they should do something by the middle of February. That's what they're, they're aiming to do. Uh, and I felt pretty pretty good about that. And I still feel pretty good about that i think we'll probably get something now earlier this week jan i did hear uh and this i hate when this happens because it's like (laughs) i gotta like go out and say this and everyone's gonna be like you're just trying to cover your butt or uh or we're mad about this so we don't even want to hear it but um the xbox business update is something that maybe threw nintendo a little bit for a loop that was something microsoft moved up uh and nintendo was like oh that's happening happening the day we were going to do our nintendo direct um, maybe we might delay it. This was a conversation that 100% did happen at least at Nintendo of America. Um, and that I do think it's po- a possibility here that they are now at least going to wait until sometime after this uh, update. The the question there, Jan, is it's a little bit weird because they wouldn't do it on a Friday because that's Saturday in Japan. So, okay. and, and the, the podcast doesn't happen until quite a bit l- l- late in the day today. So, uh, barring some later today version of this Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase dropping on YouTube, maybe they just move it to next week. I I don't know, Jan. What do you think?
1: I think probably just move it to next week. I think uh, as soon as those Xbox podcast rumblings got uh, uh, put out into the ether, I think it's a wise move from Nintendo to hang back and just wait till next week. Right. Whatever... uh, type of presentation they're going to bring out like i don't think they're going to announce anything about the switch 2 yet but maybe this is a smaller direct and no matter whatever the size or news that is going to be revealed in this podcast uh i would wait till next week
0: yeah it's maybe um, nintendo's going to make a their own podcast maybe uh like we're just speculating so i don't know i wouldn't be like completely shocked if they just like right after that podcast happens they put out uh, the direct as just a video real quick with no announcement uh they would do that for um many directs and partner showcases they don't announce this beforehand necessarily um so that it could happen we'll see uh but it's just as likely what you said Jan that uh, it just yeah, try, yeah take it to next Tuesday next Wednesday uh no harm no foul there maybe there's something that was going to shadow drop but doesn't if they delay it to next week probably not cuz that would maybe screw things up so we'll see or, or maybe that game just the game that's going to shadow drop does still just come out today suddenly it shows up on the eShop and someone has to put out a YouTube video instead and it kind of ruins their day. It does seem like this is something where it's like, it is a last minute decision uh, of uh, uh, throwing a wrench into the works.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a uh, more promotional material for Mario uh, versus Donkey Kong just to get that in front of more eyes, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but even if that was the case, like that game's out now?
0: Oh, uh, I think it's to out, be out Friday. So yeah, it's going to be out Friday. tonight. It's going to be out like, you know, the late the late release tonight, I think. Um, we'll get to reviews, the review roundup of that here in a second. Uh, but they, as far as Nintendo first-party stuff going, I mean, it really feels like a partner direct uh, because Nintendo has several games that they've announced previously that they keep putting out YouTube trailers for. There's been a lot of stuff for Mario versus Donkey Kong. Obviously, that game coming out this week, That, that you would expect that. But Princess Peach Showtime, which comes out next month, Uh, that's been getting a lot of YouTube, like, updates over the last week or so, including some, like, hey, here's a reveal, like, all these other versions that Princess Peach can dress up as in the game. uh, Things that you would be like, hey, this this could fit into a Direct. Now they're just putting them out as YouTube trailers. Sounds like Nintendo first-party stuff is not going to be showing up in a Direct anytime soon, necessarily. Um, But, hey, uh, I'll still be excited about a Partner Direct. A lot of things could happen there. Feels like you know depending on what what is happening between Microsoft and Nintendo and this in this partner direct a Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush, all that stuff could could still show up in a partner showcase so we'll see ah uh, Pentiment would be very good on the Switch Pentiment would be fantastic on there um all right so let's get to the roundup Reviews are in for Mario vs. Donkey Kong. This comes from Jim Norman at over at Nintendo Life who put these reviews together. Thank you, Jim. Uh, the iconic Game Boy Advance puzzle platformer Mar- Mario vs. Donkey Kong is all set to swing onto Nintendo Switch later this week. A free eShop demo has been doing the rounds for a while now, but to- today we have got our first impressions of what to expect from the full game. Yes, the critics have had their say, and we are here to give you the critical rundown. Uh, Starting with Eurogamer giving it a 4 out of 5, which particularly praises the way that the levels progress. It's a lovely package and another pleasant stop on the Switch's protracted farewell. The more I played, the more I found myself collecting fragments of memories of the Game Boy Advance original, which I thought I had lost. Uh, IGN dropped uh, slightly from the Eurogamer score, giving it a 7 out of 10. Uh, It shouts out the new visuals and co-op mode, but bumps up against the game's lacking difficulty curve. Mario vs. Donkey Kong might not be as polished as a mini-Mario toy fresh off the assembly line, but it's just as full of charm and fun to play with. GameSpot gave it a 7 out of 10, saying, "...recapturing the clever aha moments of puzzle platforming that made its predecessor so memorable, all while packing distinct visual improvements and quality of life tweaks that bring out its charm like never before." Uh, and then polygon, uh, said it was a good time, uh, but would have preferred to see the ga- game boys, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong 94, obviously, uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong is a good game. And this is a good new version of it. There's just one problem. It's not the best game in its series. <laughs> and yeah, 100%. I hope Donkey Kong 94 just pops onto uh, a game boy NSO here in the next month or so. That'd be great. doesn't seem like that's necessarily going to happen. Um, any interest in Mario versus Donkey Kong? Suddenly is a not very busy all. time of year. Yeah, hope it's a puzzle platformer, Jan. I did you ever play Donkey Kong '94 for the Game Boy?
1: Negative. It was not interested. Uh, yeah, I I don't think I've hot take here, Grub. or hot confession here. I don't think I've ever liked Donkey Kong.
0: Wow. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. You, you, is that based on like the Donkey Kong Country games or what? Uh the games have always looked gross and terrifying to me oh, okay uh, that's probably because... the donkey kong country games then the the uh silicon graphics visuals yes. okay
1: i think it's because it reminds
0: me of claymation yeah i see that i mean it's definitely what they would do is they would design the characters on a silicon graphics workstation and then mm. basically just export those as fucking jpegs or something and pngs and they're like all right now this is a sprite on a, in a super nintendo game and like that like losing the the detail in that translation was weird. I was one hundred percent there for it. Now, uh-huh. Donkey Kong ninety four is like a secret awesome game. Well, at the time it was a secret awesome game. Now it's like an obvious, well known awesome game where it's like it try it tries to like present itself as the uh, the arcade game in the first four levels, which you know the Donkey Kong arcade game was four levels. And then after that, it's like, oh, it keeps going and turns into this really great puzzle platformer with, where Mario, you, you play as Mario and you have the move set of, um, what like eventually would be in Super Mario 64 with like the side jump and uh, the backflip and all this stuff. And it's like, a, it's a really excellent game. Now, Mario versus Donkey Kong is a sequel to that, that it, I, do, I thought at the time when I, uh, well, I thought at the time it looked weird, so I didn't play it all that much. And then um, when I did eventually play it, I was like, ah, it, it loses some of the magic of Donkey Kong 94. Uh, I'm still going to check in on this, uh, but it's a it's a busy time. I have been still playing a lot of Bellatro uh, when I'm not playing <laughs> like a dragon. So uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, but I, I'll, when it comes to the Switch, Jan, I am feeling like, hey, I do want to spend a little bit more time on my Switch. I, I did uh, pick it up last night to uh, install a game on it. And I was like, you know, I'm already kind of feeling a little bit nostalgic about the Switch and that, like, oh. now might be the time to do that because when we get a Switch 2, it might just be, like, such a continuation of the Switch that it's like, oh, that never went away. So, I'm like, I, I think I want to spend some time with my Switch, uh, kind of look back, and if they put out a new game for me to play here and there, I'll be pretty happy with it. Um, but overall, this is kind of what what I was expecting from Mario versus Donkey Kong. Uh, you think this is going to set the world on fire or anything?
1: Uh... No, not at all. I think uh, it's going to be uh, another Mario title that's like, oh, cool, this is here. I'll pick this up. Uh, and it's going to make the nostalgia rounds for sure of people that uh, remembered it, played it, or yes. at least have always wanted to play it. And now they
0: have a better means to do so. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of children out there that are like, no, this, well, this is better than Donkey Kong uh, 94. And, and they're just wrong, but but they're out there. Uh, All right. Ahead of its business update, Microsoft reportedly told staff every screen is an Xbox. This is from Andy Robinson at VGC. Microsoft reportedly told employees that it views every screen as an Xbox ahead of its much anticipated business update. A recent internal town hall meeting, which has been reported on previously, reportedly saw Xbox president Sarah Bond Bond proclaim that every screen is an Xbox, according to a new account by Inverse. Bond is then said uh, said to have discussed Xbox's strategy on existing on multiple kinds of devices and its greater ambitions of becoming the number one cross-platform gaming company. To illustrate the idea of an Xbox on every screen, Bond reportedly showed images of breakout Xbox and PC hit PAL World running on tablets, TV screens, monitors, and handheld devices. Internally, employees expressed surprise at seeing so much PAL World and joked about the possibility of an Xbox handheld, which has also been rumored, according to Inverse. Microsoft's gaming division will publish an Xbox business update today, February 15th, via an Xbox podcast set to release at noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think this does feel like the strategy that they're going for, Jan, of like, hey, what we, we want to make Xbox just be like okay. they, they spot the problem. The problem is they've been able to sell a five hundred dollar piece of machinery to about as many people that want to buy a five hundred dollar box. And that's not just Microsoft. That's Microsoft and Sony. I think we're we're going to get to a story here with Sony in a second about like their, them having a little bit of a fallout from their latest earnings report. That plays into this, but Xbox is like, hey, we we can keep trying to bang our head against the wall of trying to get new people to spend five hundred dollars on a console, or we can find a solution to bypass that and reach people who will never ever spend that money up front to start playing games on in an Xbox ecosystem. Now, I I mean, I get that, but I also think it's very hard. Once people spend that five hundred dollars, that's the thing that keeps them invested in the ecosystem, right? They're like they are pot committed. And if they could, oh, I'm, I'm over here playing games through Xbox, and it's just this thing I buy I access games through on whatever device I'm using. People won't feel that much of an attachment to it. So, do you think this can work? Do you think they're going to lose something in this translation? I think
1: I think they're going to gain uh, a significant audience, uh, a casual audience for sure, by by treating every screen as an Xbox. But you definitely do lose the the buy-in and the commitment of like, okay, I bought this console. Now I'm going to stick to this console. I think you're quickly going to get, uh, the streaming fatigue that a lot of us get because of all of these, like the, the numerous multiple, uh, uh, streaming. outlets. like you get your prime video, you get your Tubi, you get your Pluto, you get your, uh, crackle, you know, all these hot services, uh-huh. hot crackles, uh, and then you're <laughs> hot crackle. And then you're just, stuck there wondering and have that choice paralysis of like what do i watch um and sometimes uh if your internet connection's a little bit funky you can't even watch something i feel like that could definitely be the case moving forward with uh xbox if they decide to go like through an app-based thing where they are just on tvs or just on like a small roku like device uh where ah this shit doesn't even work right
0: now Yeah, and I think like, um, obviously, I think they're thinking about trade-offs. They have spent a long time catering to an audience that cares very deeply about the Xbox brand, maybe to a fault, but that's an audience that um, will spend a lot of their discretionary budget on video games. Um, And so it's like, okay, yeah, maybe it's a smaller audience, but it it could potentially be more money. Now they're going to an audience that is maybe, uh, for lack of a better term, more casual and saying, hey, we're going to bring the games to where you are. Uh, all you need to do is bring an interaction device that you're comfortable with, whether that's your your smartphone or if you want to connect a controller to your TV. That's the last mile here. If you do that, then we're off to the races. Uh, and, I mean, I, I I think they're probably right. They might know better than I would that there are enough people out there like that that are w- ready and waiting to do exactly that uh, that will then become lifelong Uh, people who spend money on their products through that service. Uh, And that's going to make this all make sense for them. I just, I think back to, and maybe things have changed since this, but I think back to the Wii where it's like, yeah, Nintendo got the casual audience out there and they bought three games for their Wii and then they never touched it. Well, they kept playing it, but they kept playing those same games over and over again. And they're like, I'm not going to keep buying games. I already spent the money that I'm going to spend on this thing to have fun. That's, that's already happened. And I still have a great time with Wii sports. I don't need to have another one of these Um, now maybe that, maybe the casual audience that Microsoft has identified that exists out there is very different from that one that was on the Wii that I just described. And that's probably true. Uh, but I don't know. Does that sound like a concern to you, Jan? I feel like this is maybe giving Microsoft
1: too much credit and, uh, being too hopeful in the situation of where I'm thinking that is the mobile market much bigger than we are anticipating or thinking of that they're going to factor in that much into these plans um and i just keep thinking about the activision blizzard king uh acquisition and how much call of duty mobile is big and you know um uh, what what the fuck is the king game uh not bejeweled Uh, candy crush Uh, candy crush yeah and and that's a Big thing. And if they can wind up catering scout, I know you have things to say right now.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) If they can cater the experience on a mobile platform on your phone to be streamlined enough, uh, then I think they may be able to like capture that casual audience um, better on mobile than they could on like your Samsung TV perhaps. And that same casual audience that like only has the one thing their Wii, th- I think those people have become more savvy to seek out more types and styles of games. Um, Because I'm thinking, like, my partner has, like, a subset of her friends that all play Call of Duty together, and I thought, like, oh, maybe I'll squat up with y'all, and then they pulled out their phones, and they were like, no, we play Call of Duty on m-
0: mobile on our phones. Mm-hmm. Like, that's wild. That is wild, and there, there are a lot of people out there that do that absolutely, and they already bought their big expensive device. It is their phone. They're not going to buy another one. Um, I, I think there is that there's two routes, and maybe that they, they actually end up doing both of these. But there's two routes that I that I see as like a potential for Microsoft to make all this stuff work in their favor. The one is the mobile route that you just said, and that's something they talked about, where they're going to have a Microsoft Xbox store that they want to have available on iOS and and Android uh, that you can get Call of Duty and all these things through, um, and you know that's uh something that that regulators might uh enable might empower them to do and say enforce apple and google to say hey you have to host these alternative stores on there and if they do that microsoft will be in a position to have one of the bigger stores now bigger does not necessarily mean it's going to be anywhere near the default pre-installed store like the app store it might no ne- it's probably never going to get anywhere close to that at least in my opinion i could be wrong but that's a, a very tough uphill climb to, to convince a lot of people to sideload in another store, sign in. Uh, every small little hurdle that you describe there, every obstacle, you lose you know 80% of the people that might have done it. And it's like well, you lose another 80% until you're left with, I guess, a million people have installed this compared to the hundreds of millions that have these devices. Uh, but may, maybe maybe they have a plan there to get around all that. I don't know. Uh, the other side of it is is this like handheld route, but it's like, how do they get to this handheld route? And... You know they're it's microsoft they make windows the the solution in, in my if i were in charge and i was like hey this is what you need to do to, to make this all happen would be uh let's find a way to have a version of windows um and maybe this goes back to windows arm or something like that they've tried this in the past that's why i'm like skeptical about this as well uh, but have a version of windows that can run really well on handhelds, n- not necessarily ARM handhelds, that, that can be x86, um, but maybe also run on televisions so that you're not going through the Samsung OS, you know, whatever, whatever they use. They don't even use um, Android. They use something else, uh, but like, like Twizen or something, whatever it's called, Tizen, I think it is. Uh, there, there's like all these TVs that have their own OSs, Roku and Google OSs. Um, if Microsoft could have their version that's like, no, Xbox is just built in, and it works, and it's a very seamless experience, and you are in our ecosystem now, and we will offer this to TV manufacturers for free. or We'll even even incentivize them by including six months of Game Pass if you buy a certain TV, and now it's just our uh, ecosystem in there, and it works well. Uh, That's what I would go for, and I think that's a potential solution here. Uh, It's Microsoft, though. And I think they would struggle to be able to produce an OS that would work well on TVs. Maybe even they're struggling right now to get Windows to make sense on handheld computers. And that's a computer. So they have uphill climbs in every directions, which is why when they talk about we are like looking past the box, I'm like, yeah, I get that. But the box works. You've sold 27 million of those and none of this other stuff is proven. So I think they're, they're, they're looking at a lot of opportunities, but there's a chance that none of them could work. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it, it it's just peculiar to that it almost seems like they're abandoning the box that has served them well and gotten them to this point. And then the rest of everything that they're pitching um and and, and trying to do is all uncharted territory specifically for Microsoft. Um you know, we're, we we could look at other Microsoft branded handhelds or pocketable devices. The Microsoft fo- the Windows Phone, the uh, Microsoft Zune, and you know <laughs> middling success i'd say
0: not not not
1: super yeah. popular the surfaces Scout, have good exist yet.
0: The, yeah the surfaces have good like uh, hardware software integration in in a lot of cases not across the board some of those surfaces were like that dual screen surface was android and things like that but yeah the windows version still had a lot of good integration so they've done some of this stuff in the past
1: yeah i uh, listen i feel like uh, talking about weird little handhelds to you and i uh, probably the worst two people to talk about them to because of our just penchant to just l- l- gawk and look at any little thing with a little screen and little keyboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I, hey, I'll tell you, I'm still thinking about picking up a PlayStation Portal um, that a, a potential Microsoft uh, Pocket Xbox console or whatever sounds very incredibly appealing. I just don't think that sounds super appealing to... Um, the, the wider gaming audience. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it does. Uh, despite seeing the PlayStation Portal constantly sold out, right. I don't know if the Xbox audience other, maybe like, hey, they're going to bundle in six months of Game Pass into it, so you kind of have free games with your device. I could see that being uh, acceptable, but... I just don't know what that looks like, and I just don't know if Microsoft is able to produce that actual device.
0: Yeah, and I just, I do think, like I mentioned it already, but that last mile problem of like, hey, it is um, pretty easy to get to stream games to people's homes, and uh, these days it looks and works pretty well, but most people don't do it, and I think most people don't do it because actually connecting a controller to to their TV is just enough of a hassle that they're like, Never mind. I, I don't. I don't want to do that. It's Bluetooth. I got to go in the menus on this TV and connect a controller via Bluetooth to this TV. What is? I don't. What is that even? Um, and yeah. that, that this is like this is the casual audience that we're talking about, and they might already have the controller in their home. They don't even have to go out and buy one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that, that that those small little things where it's like the the, the the if the TVs came with a controller, that would be different. Uh, but that hasn't happened yet, and it doesn't. I don't. And we don't know if Microsoft has a plan to like to solve that, or if they, or if they even like did do that, whether or not that would actually matter if people be like, Oh yeah, I I don't know what I did with that controller. I threw it. I don't even know whether, why that was there. I threw it off into a closet and I never looked at it again. Uh, it. Is, I think there's still a lot of questions about changing people's behavior and even like lubricating that process by making it like setting it all up so that when you turn on the TV, you're, you're immediately in an Xbox ecosystem, and you have the controller. Even if all of that worked together, I don't necessarily know that that's like, okay, now people are going to be playing Fortnite there, and when they spend yeah. money on microtransactions, we're going to get that money. I,
1: I don't know. I, I feel like you they would have to hit it, and it would have to be amazing from, uh, from the jump, and I just don't think...
0: yeah. I don't think they're capable of that grub. Yep. I think that the history would suggest that they would need a lot of time to get things right. And I think that'd be enough it, to like to discourage everyone involved.
1: And and it also feels like this sudden approach or this strategy that they're approaching on now of every screen is an Xbox or this possible portable device. It seems like this has come up in maybe like the past month or so rather than something that they've been planting. They've definitely been planting wanting game pass everywhere, mm-hmm. but in terms of what you're uh, presenting grub of trying to change people's behavior i think apple even tried to do that with apple tv and yeah. saying like hey you can you can uh hook up your your bluetooth controllers and play apple arcade here this is a great way to check out apple arcade and unfortunately not a lot of people are checking out and apple apple's Arcade's really offerings. good at changing people's
0: behavior actually apple's like one of the better companies yeah. so like here's an here's a new thing and if you don't have it, you're going to feel like you're missing out. Microsoft is not good at that. Microsoft does not make people feel like they're missing out on a lot of these things. Or else they mm-hmm. would have been able to bring HoloLens to market before the Apple Vision Pro. Even though the Apple Vision Pro is apparently causing like migraines and burst blood vessels yeah. and all this stuff, that thing's still going to be a success. People are still going to end up getting the room. right people. They're getting the right people. <laughs> Uh, All right, Uh, over at Sony, its shares fell uh, the most it has fallen in two years after it said the PS5 growth uh, has likely peaked. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Sony shares recorded their biggest intraday fall since February 2022 after after the company said the PS5 sales growth had likely peaked. As reported by Bloomberg, Sony shares fell as much as 8.4% on Thursday and closed down 6.5% following the publication of the company's latest quarterly financial results. While Sony had previously hoped to ship a record 25 million PlayStation consoles during its current fiscal year, ending in March, it now expects to miss that target by 4 million units. It had also forecast a gradual decline in PS5 unit sales from uh, from next fiscal year onwards and said it has no plans to release any new entries in major franchises like God of War, Spider-Man, uh, and others during the 12-month 12 12 month period ending in March 2025. Uh, if the platform has already peaked in growth, then the outlook outlook could be much grimmer than what we had even had in mind for its game business. And this is where we kind of entered the conversation, Jan, and it's like, yeah, that's uh, this is something that I think is setting off some alarm bells for a lot of investors, where gamers are looking at that that statement about for the next year, no new entries in God of War, Spider-Man and other franchises that are like that. Um, and that's like a concern because people were already like, well, we got Spider-Man last year, but they must be reloading for next year. And it's like, no, that's not even the case. So fans are feeling pretty antsy because they like a lot of first-party Sony games. Investors are like, hey, the PS4 was big and very good. Now we, uh, we need growth. It needs to be even bigger. And it's like, it's not even necessarily stagnating. It feels like it might not catch up to the PS4 or surpass the PS4 suddenly, which is something we assumed as a given last year. Where it's like, no, it's going to catch up to that. And it's like, well, the way it's going right now, by the end of this generation, it very easily could, especially what Sony is saying, where they're expecting slower PS5 sales next year, uh, and and they're they're already like going to miss their target for this year. That suggests that the PlayStation business overall, in the long term, from PS4 to PS5 is contracting at the very Mm. least it is stagnating and that is not great news for sony which makes a lot of its money through playstation uh now it it is making more revenue than it ever has before made 10.8 billion dollars i think in the the last quarter Uh, a huge amount of money uh but their profits were down 25 year of year over year now they're looking like okay we have this money coming in we're going we're gonna to take profits. We're going to figure out how to make that happen. Uh, but th- that's when they begin talking about all these other things. Like, hey, we're going to get more aggressive with putting games on PC and all this other stuff. Uh, we're going to try to find ways to make more money from the things that we're doing. But this is like, it goes back to, hey, there are, it's not all green over on the other side. When we were talking about Xbox for the last few weeks because of the reports that some of those games might be going to PlayStation, it's not like, hey, Sony has won the console war. Now it's all clear sailing from here. It is PlayStation, won the console war and oh boy now what there is no obvious answer they are in a situation where they're looking around like we might have to do some something more drastic than we originally thought and that's how we get back to a point of like yeah playstation is the clear top dog uh when it comes between xbox versus playstation but even sony might have to get or doing things more drastically uh is that how you read this jam when we when we go through all these statements and and the results from investors yeah i think I think so, Grub. I think that is like the uh, part
1: of the, the motivations for what Sony is, is trying to do now while they're in this waiting uh, limbo period. Um, and, I, and I'm just thinking that like, I believe a lot of people that p- have picked up a PS5 that are not like playing their PS5 every single day or uh, are up to date on the newest hot releases have just picked it up for like the one title, one or two titles for a lot of people that was Hogwarts legacy. For whatever reason, the marketing was really good that Mm -hmm. people thought you had to pick up PS five specifically. Yep. They did good Um, with that. There is like the horizon freak audience that we have yet to understand. Um, uh, But also the, the audience that picked it up solely
0: for Spider-Man or they're waiting for something like the last of us, uh, three, yeah, and then they're and then they're going and they're playing all the games they play online with their friends that they were playing on the PS4, and they're continuing mm-hmm. to play Apex Legends and Fortnite and Call of Duty, and and for a lot of people who didn't feel need to go get the Spider Man's and and some of these other games you mentioned, they're probably just still playing on the PS4, and that's like yeah. the other thing here is that the diminishing returns in terms of uh, of like the kinds of games you're able to play on from one device to the next is it's the returns have been so diminished that if you are already playing Fortnite on your Fortnite on your PS4, you're probably not rushing to go spend another $500 to play Fortnite on your PS5. Yeah, it'll look better. Yeah, it'll run better. You get almost no other benefits. You're still playing with your same friends. Uh, it is mm-hmm. still the same game. All the features are the same. Um, and I, I, so I, the, the, these companies are like, okay, so how do we get people excited to to buy these systems and there is just there continues to be no obvious answer other than for PlayStation spend 350 million dollars making new games uh hey people people will be will, they will feel FOMO if they are not able to get Spider-Man 3 because we're going to spend so much goddamn money on it you're going to feel like you are missing out on an event and that does work but that increases yeah. the risk and 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 it's increasing risk while also the returns for Sony might potentially be diminished because the PlayStation five might not sell as good as the PS4. So they're selling to fewer people mm-hmm. and, and the profits are down. So it's like, yeah, they're, they are selling better than ever in, in some ways. Uh, In some ways they aren't, but regardless, the stagnation is a problem because the costs are going up. Inflation is a problem. So everything, uh, the costs are going up in other ways as well. And they're and the games themselves, they yeah they increase the price, but not enough to keep up with all these other costs. So yeah, it's it's a a, a a precarious situation for everybody, but especially for these big companies like Sony and Microsoft that are looking for a pathway forward and have yet to find it.
1: Grub, do you think uh, the Insomniac leaks have wound up being having a bigger effect than we initially thought, where folks are specifically looking at Insomniac or these these Marvel tie in games or Marvel games in general? And thinking like, oh, I really like the folks that make Spider-Man. I can't wait till Wolverine comes out. And then they see like the general timeline of things where Wolverine isn't even projected to come out until 25 at the earliest. um, That a lot of those people are just like, well, now i will wait. And also with the staggered release of Final Fantasy Rebirth and I forget what the next one is uh final
0: fantasy revengeance that's what they should call it <laughs> they, they did say in the name of the one after rebirth already didn't didn't they i thought they yeah they did i don't remember what it is either um remember i don't i don't yeah. know
1: but um i feel like unfortunately a lot of people uh think nope one named or okay. thinking like oh i'll just wait till all of them come out not knowing that like dog it's gonna take a yeah, hot 15 years for all of them to come out <laughs> um and and yeah i think the initial COVID FOMO of trying to pick out, uh, pick up a PS5 has already died down that for a lot of people, it's like if you didn't already have one, I think you figure out a reason why you don't need one. And I definitely think that yeah. devices like Steam Deck and Asus Roger have kind of uh, interrupted that that gaming space of like, well, you know, I can get more games over here. And then some of the, those PlayStation games will eventually come out here too. Um, I
0: don't know that that's like where my head is at with I, it. I think, you're, um, I think you're onto something because uh, I think uh, for the people that could not find one during the pandemic, you had to come up with a story you had to tell yourself for why you didn't need one. And then it's very easy yeah. to start believing that. And then it gets to the point, well, I'll wait for the game. I, I really care about. Maybe that's rebirth for a lot of people. Maybe that like shakes loose a lot of sales. Uh, but then you start to see, well, man, PlayStation 5 is on sale pretty frequently, and it was on sale a lot last year, a ton. And we we see now, like Sony has explained that, like they were trying to get to that 25 million number and they were like doing everything they could to make that happen. So they were very frequently working with retail to cut the price of the PS5 so that they got very aggressive on that. And that was one of the reasons they that their profits were down is because they got aggressive on pricing. So their profits should be back up next year. Uh, but they got very aggressive with it. And yet Sony still didn't hit their mark and people i think began thinking well i've waited this long uh I and, I and i did spend that money instead on a steam deck or something like that and no, that's not going to be a lot of people but whatever whatever they did they they're like okay i've waited this long well i'll just wait for the slim and then they waited for the slim mm-hmm. and now there's talks of a pro well, so while i've waited this long i'll just wait for the pro so sony might be yeah. hurting them on that side they're hurting themselves yeah. on that side as well
1: i have a friend that did the same exact thought process grub He messaged me and said, I really want to get Rebirth. Should I get the Slim or wait for the Pro? And I'm like, dog, I don't even know if a Pro's coming out. Go get the Slim right now if you can get it for cheap. And then he wound up twiddling his thumbs and still has not picked up a PS5. So I think that that use case of the person kind of waiting to pick up a PS5 continues to go on as there's this general limbo of uh, like, when are the the big PS five exclusives coming out? And am I playing it on the best possible version of the PS five? Yep. Or am I like waiting to get a deal on like the old PS
0: fives? Yep. Uh, and, uh, um, Michael O'Leary in chat points out that, like, Sony didn't say, hey, we're in the second half of the uh, PlayStation 5's life cycle. And people did take that in a pretty negative way. Because I think the ori- original translation in a lot of places was, we are in the later stages of the PS5, and I think that does sound a little bit more grim. Uh, but no, we're entering year five of a console that's probably going to have a seven to ten year life cycle. So this is, yeah, they mean it in that way. The actual concerning thing is them telling investors that they expect to sell fewer playstation fives next year than they did this year and that they just missed their target by four million and now, like I was looking at it and originally I was like they should get past the twenty one million number that they set for this fiscal year by the end of March, but I think they're at like they're at are they at sixteen million or eighteen million i think they're they're around there either they have three to five million to go um and a lot of that's gonna come down to Final Fantasy seven rebirth pushing a lot a lot of p s fives and that's probably going to happen, but it could be close, yeah. honestly. It could be close to get to $21 million. Um, So, yeah, th- 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 there is like, hey, th- th- if their business is contracting on the PlayStation side of things compared to last generation, that is going to scare a lot, a lot of investors, and then that is going to handcuff Sony on what they're able to invest in. We already see mm-hmm. that fewer and fewer games are getting green-lighted across the industry, and and Sony's going to be a situation where it might have to pick and choose a little bit more because it has a little bit less leeway because investors are are asking for bigger returns more quickly and hmm, uh, it's just it is tough it's a tough business to be in to be in one of these console console manufacturers and it's uh and if we are looking at this industry through the prism of like as goes microsoft and sony so goes gaming it's a there's reasons to be like hmm this is this is concerning i think as always, for me, the silver lining, actually not even silver lining, the bright sky over here is there are great things happening across the industry that have nothing to do with Sony and Microsoft. Great games coming out all the time. Yeah, the, Microsoft taking a little bit of credit for Power World. Power World would have done just fine without Game Pass. Um, and then uh, like Hell Divers 2 doing great. That's a that's a Sony publish that thing but it's doing great on steam and then there's a million other things popping off on steam and nintendo's gonna have a new new hardware here pretty soon so there's a lot of things that are going to change the landscape here very quickly so that this conversation that we're having right now is not might not even be the predominant conversation about the state of the industry here very soon uh but as it stands today these are the big concerns facing down both sony and microsoft and they're gonna have to they are gonna have to figure it out microsoft seems to have a very Aggressive. Let's change up everything. Strategy. Sony's might be a little bit more handcuffed in that as well, in that they can't. Uh, they have the th- the thing that works. They have to find a, a way to make it work even more and make even more money uh, instead of abandoning that and going and trying to, a bunch of different things. It's like, no, you got to stick with PlayStation. That's the business that makes us money. So we'll it, see. It feels like they Microsoft and Sony
1: inadvertently and probably purposely also played a weird game of console chicken only to dramatically go into two different yeah, skews. They do,
0: absolutely. Yeah. That was weird. How like earlier it was like, we're gonna make basically the same console and are we gonna, gonna are, last are we gonna for set eight, are we gonna, ten years. Yeah, and are we gonna set this price to six hundred dollars? No, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. It's like, no five hundred. Shit, we're gonna do five hundred too. And it's like, yeah, like they're definitely like they were head to head, face to face, nose to nose at the beginning of this generation. And then I think both of them looked around and be like, what do we, why we got to stop caring about what this other company is doing. We have to figure out what we're doing to grow uh, because it, it, beating the other company will actually not accomplish us anything. It's not going to get anything that we need in terms of what actually makes us money. What actually pleases the investors. We need growth. And so both companies have kind of abandoned that, those concerns for the big part. And I think again, Jim Ryan got out while the getting was good. Jim Ryan, huh position the ps5 in such a way that it looks much better in a much better place than the the, the xbox and now he doesn't have to figure out all these much more complicated how do we grow the playstation business um beyond the market of people that were just here deciding which console to buy all right let's take a break let's take a break and we get back we got a few more headlines including a little bit more from sony we'll talk about that right after this All right, we are back. And actually, Jan, before we do anything else, uh, have, you, uh, have you ever heard of X Men? Yes. <laughs> did you watch this trailer for X Men 97 this morning? I did not. Would you
1: mind if we did, I did that not real do quick? That. I would love that. This uh, is going to play poor for audio listeners, but sorry.
0: You know, I, I'll, I'll have it played so they can hear the audio a little bit, but uh, yeah, it'll play bad for audio listeners. Sorry, everybody. Uh, let me can get the screen off. if you can. Yes, I'm going to share it to you in just one second. Let me just get it framed up for everybody first. There's that.
1: Uh, for f- a little peek behind the, the scenes here, Grub slacks me this morning <laughs> saying, Hey, we could watch the X-Men 97 trailer. Are you a fan of the X-Men? now I said X-Men cartoon to be clear X-Men cartoon sure sure but I guess Uh, I should have known based on timing and then I I, I threw my phone at the ground I laughed and (laughs) guffawed Scout fell over and rolled down a hill Uh, and and then we both looked at each other and laughed and then I replied back am I a mark for (laughs) X-Men
0: All right, Let's, uh, let's see you guys can you guys hear this series finale Saturday morning Check your There it is. Jan, you see oh it? God. I'm grateful. Yeah. Have the chance to say goodbye. I am proud oh my, God. You all, my X-Men. Fate lies in our hands now. 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 Uh, I, this has been the thing I've been the most excited for since they acquired Fox. Jan. Oh. We have to stay vigilant the professor yeah we do us with his dream <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh goodness, gonna put no matter how dark them. it
0: is they're gonna do it we must believe in each other oh, that's- <laughs> <laughs> we get this done by working together as a team Jeez pub keep buzzing in my ear Oh, that's, that's Logan's baby. <laughs> oh, oh, sweet. <laughs> to me, my X-Men. Yeah. Magneto. The last will and testament of Charles Xavier. Everything he built. Now belongs to me. Okay, yeah, that looks actually really good. Uh I'm Hell I, I, yeah. I love that cartoon. Um and so I hope I hope this new season, X-Men 97 starts with previously on X-Men. Uh and then I'll, I'll get chills and I'll be ready to go. Very excited about that. Uh, already got chills. Yeah. Uh
1: man, uh for folks that want more X-Men content, I'd highly recommend checking out the current uh one of the current comic book runs. It's really good shit.
0: Really? That's fantastic to hear. I, I'll, I'll check that out.
1: There, um, Grub, you're familiar with, uh, I, I know that this trope has been done before, but uh, the Council of Ricks, right? In Rick and Morty? Is, uh-huh. Like, a bunch of Ricks fighting each other? Right. Imagine that, but a Council of Sabretooths. Okay. Well, that's even
0: better. That's way better.
1: <laughs> Imagine a world where a bunch of Sabretooths get together and we're like, how the fuck are we going to fuck with Logan this year? Um,
0: and then one of them is a Captain America. Man. Okay, well, uh, I'll check that out. I had Marvel Unlimited for a while. Uh, I should maybe get that back and, and catch up and then see if I wanna buy some of the new runs as I, as I get caught up on all that stuff. Uh, all right, let's get back to the video game news. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 hits over 10 million copies sold. This is from George Yang at GameSpot. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 has officially exceeded 10 million copies sold on PlayStation 5, marking a new milestone for the game. According to, St- to Sony's latest earnings report, it says that Insomniac's Marvel Spider-Man franchise has now sold over 50 million copies, which includes the PC ports. Um, also wanted to bring this in here as a reminder, these games are still selling very well. Uh, like yeah. They are able to launch new things that are to PS5 exclusive and get to 10 million sold very quickly. Um, you know, it's not selling as fast as like, uh, like Tears of the Kingdom, which got to 20 million very fast. You know, not much longer than what it took to Spider-Man here to get to 10 million. But, like, very few games are doing what Zelda has done uh, with the last two entries in the Zelda franchise, and Tears of the Kingdom sold very, very fast. Uh, and there are more Switches out there than there are PS5s. So this is a very good number for for Spider-Man 2. Um, I think that they are probably over at Sony, like... This Spider-Man continues to work. We are very happy Insomniac is going to be making that Venom game. That's probably going to cost half the price that it cost to to produce these other games. And it's going to make us just as much money, probably very close to that. It's going to do very well. And then we're glad that they're working on X-Men and Spider-Man 3 and all this other stuff. Um, They have got to want to replicate what has happened with Spider-Man at some of their other studios with other IPs. Is that even possible, Jan? I don't think it is, Grub. I feel like um,
1: specifically with Spider-Man can either be a cash cow or a giant thinker um, depending on how it is uh, brought to the greater general audiences Uh, because fuckers love Spider-Man. And the the thing is people fuckers as well. Sorry to call you all that, but that's, (laughs) that's what we all are today. Um, Also love the X-Men for the longest time, like Wolverine and Spider-Man were the Two most popular Marvel characters, Marvel comic book characters of all time, until the MCU kind of rearranged that. Um I don't know within Sony's existing roster what they could adapt uh with other IP. I also don't know Britain says Madam Webb. <laughs> man, uh my, mm, I hey,
0: I'm mm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Dakota Johnson, sure, is all I will sure. say. You know, I, I, I didn't realize until recently that she's Don Johnson's daughter. Oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Nepo babies. Nepo babies are everywhere. Hun, hundo. They're 100%, 100% out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, like, I feel like Sony has a good roster of talent. I just don't know what IP would wind up working out that wouldn't feel like uh, uh, like comic book exhaustion at
0: this point. Like. Yeah uh harry potter's already being done harry potter i it's, don't it's, there's think there's more that's gonna happen with harry potter you know, they're probably gonna go back to totally. another lego game with harry potter we were talking about that with jordan yesterday and that makes a million percent sense uh but like the ones that are obvious to us they're obvious to these companies i just don't think there's a lot of other ones out there that are like oh waiting to be tapped into uh tron's not going to suddenly take over or something like that um no it really is like, you're right. It is X-Men. Uh, and I honestly, I think X-Men's primed to like come back in a big way. I think the this sh- this show is going to like, you know, kind of start that off a little bit, but like the timing, yeah. when I like, when I look at the news, Jen, I'm like, man, like, I wish I'm going to go. I want to, this makes me want to go read the X-Men. Something like deals with these topics in a way that like is digestible and um, moral and all this stuff. And I think X-Men will be a, a, in a good place where it's like, Hey, the time makes sense for that kind of storytelling again. And people are yeah. going to be craving that. Um, I just, I, the, the list is very short. It's very short. And new IPs, you know, we talk about new IPs and it's so like the deprecation of new IPs versus existing IPs that get licensed because these companies have looked at it, they've done the math, and it is more expensive and, or just as expensive, but more risky to try to uh, to get a new IP off the ground. And so... They're going to keep looking at other options yeah. that, that are out there, and I just don't think most of those are going to be anywhere near a Spider-Man. Obviously, they're not going to be Spider-Man, but ne- even near it, I don't think that's on the table either.
1: Like, I'm trying to think, like, would you try and adapt the boys to a video game? But even then, like, where in, like, the boys' show, like, do you play as? Do you play as Homelander? Do you play as uh, uh What's-His-Face to try and take down the superheroes? Um, even like Gen V where you're like pretty much an X-Men uh, and like a young superhero I don't know what approach you take to that uh, and then I don't know you have a show like, like Invincible and Invincible had a lot of heat coming out of season 1 uh, season 2 took a little bit uh, maybe a long bit of time to come out and there's like 4 uh,
0: episodes right we're waiting for the second half I did, Exactly. I, I did catch up on those that show fucking rules Invincible so love, good I love invincible, yeah, but, but like, you know, if they invested over time into like, okay, here's another invincible thing. And, and, uh, I, I think they could build something up there where it's like, these games are pretty big. Um, but th- th- that's just not a guarantee. And the games would have to be very good to get to that point, I think. And, um, yeah, if you're making a great game that solves a lot of your problems just out of the gate and that there's just yeah. beyond that a lot of these franchises will struggle, uh, in a way that I think these companies know deep down that they're going to struggle. And yet what other choice do they have? It's like this mitigates some risk. So it's better than nothing.
1: Uh, Greb, uh, excuse my ignorance here, but does Disney's deal with Epic in like the magnitude that, uh, that is of like what? 1.5 million billion dollars. Um, does that affect Disney Disney's working relationship with other studios at all? Or is this just, like, a specific focus of
0: that? No, so uh, so the way—and and it especially wouldn't work that way because Disney is investing that money into Epic, so it would be the it. one, like, calling the, the shots a little bit there. It's not going to mm-hmm. be calling the shots. Like, it still only has a minority stake in Epic, but it's like the money is going in that direction, which would give the leverage to Disney to be able to do even more if they wanted to. But no, this—there is no—as far as we're aware with the— um The partnership to produce games inside of or alongside Fortnite that are related to Disney. None of that is to the exclusion of licensing those games elsewhere. That still seems to be one of the main video game business priorities over at Disney.
1: All right. John Drake, if you're listening, get ready to cut the check. Uh, I don't know if to me or to whoever. uh, Bluey Astrobot.
0: Ooh, yeah. Oh. Mm. even like a mm. even like a bluey like Sackboy, boy Super Mario three D world style game could be really cool because you got the four family members, so you do like a four player co op three D Mario world sort of thing. That nice. would be very cool. Uh, let's hit these last two stories real quick. Uh, we're gonna jump ahead to Embracer confirms it's now laid off fourteen hundred employees and says more cuts could be coming soon. This is from Tom Ivan at VGC, basically just kind of putting a number to all the the, the stories that we've seen uh, and that that they're not done yet. And you know they're not done yet because 1,400 employees, while a lot, um, this next headline kind of puts it really in perspective. Embracer has canceled 29 unannounced games between July and December. 29 games that weren't even announced have been canceled, and the people working on those mostly have likely been either laid off or waiting around, wait, like waiting to see what's going to happen. Maybe they've been moved somewhere else, but there are a lot less games for these, a lot fewer games for these people to be working on. Uh, and that's just, that's where we're at right now in the industry is that, uh, we were uh, coming out of the pandemic and everyone said, we got to be making games, games, games. And now everyone is retreating, especially Embracer, who is in an especially bad circumstance here. Um, I don't know, Jan, how's all that make you feel? It doesn't make me feel good at all, Grub. Yeah, me neither. doesn't either. make me feel good at all. And I think, uh, uh, Embracer can go get fucked embracer uh can go get fucked god remember, like right, right from the beginning when it happened it's like hey can i talk to the ceo about like the strategy here and no no response well they, they like we'll we'll see what we can do and then they never ever talked and never explained it and now it's so obvious because they didn't have one they didn't did not have a strategy uh
1: embracer why what about you embrace these nuts fucking got them
0: all right uh poll question from yesterday how do you think backward compatibility will work on Switch 2? Is that is this the right, I mean, let me refresh this, make sure this is good. That's right, uh, Yeah. no, uh, yes, there we go. Uh, how do you think backward compatibility will work on Switch 2? Uh, it won't work at all, 13%. 12% says it will generally require users to pay for an upgrade. Uh, 52% says it will work for every game, but they won't run better. And 23% says it will work for every game, but they will run better. Uh, this is yesterday's, okay, well, th- this one as well. Let me, I'll answer this live in front of everybody. How are you feeling about upcoming PlayStation 5 games? Yeah, there we go. This one's from 23 hours ago. Uh, I have plenty to look forward to, and I don't have a lot to look forward to. I'm going to go with, I have plenty to look forward to because of the third-party games like Final Fantasy. 36% agree with me. 64% say I don't have a lot I'm looking forward to. Um, I think this is the... uh, We talk about like fanboys and like huge fans of these these platforms. Uh, From the PlayStation side of things, for months now, there's been some anxiety out there about, hey, they have not, uh, like I spent, I, I've invested a lot of money in this platform. I I bought it right away. I've been playing a lot of these games, but in the past, you would tell us, you would give us a showcase and say, hey, this game's coming out two, three years from now, and you haven't even really done that in a very long time. Beyond like the co- the confirmed, uh, um, uh, god, now it's a, a Wolverine game, the Wolverine game. Beyond Wolverine, uh, which we don't know when that's coming, there's not a lot of insight into what else playstation's doing in terms of first party and when you look at it a lot of that makes sense because naughty dogs year, game is probably years away um uh uh the um a lot of those other studios are like you look at you go one by one it's like mm, that's probably years away that's years away maybe ghost 2 and this is when we talk about a lot ghost of tsushima 2 um that one could be coming at any year now but it's obviously it's not coming this year Um, or even early part of next year. So it's like, okay, yeah, that you know, while that one felt like it maybe could happen, that's also not too surprising. Maybe taking five to six years to make that game is what they're going to do, and we're going to end up in a situation where it comes out later in 2025. Um, But I don't know. How about you, Jan? Are you feeling like, hey, the PlayStation 5 is getting some use and will continue to get used throughout this year? It is currently getting some use, and it will continue to get used throughout this year. Um, That's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, these console warriors need to put their
0: shields and swords down. Just just go touch some grass. Yep. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Ghost there of are Shishma plenty one. of games out there. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima one is not even on PC yet. That's a good point. Like once that happens, things will stop. That'll probably signify that they're getting ready to ramp up to some of those other things. And hey, if you are one of those people that have only bought a PS five
1: for the one game, there's a couple other games out there that you can only get on the PS five. Check those out. Those yes. are good. Uh, Valhalla yo I feel like it was a crime putting Valhalla out uh, when it did because there's some sleeper banger story bits in that game that I really suggest people seek out Um, Kratos is even more of a sad father (laughs) oh shit
0: new next-gen sad dads out there let's go Uh, yeah new poll question are you picking up Mario versus Donkey Kong on switch I'm um, just interested. Let us know, yes or no. We'll talk about that on the show tomorrow here on Giant Bomb. Speaking of Giant Bomb, Jan, we have. Uh, let's see. Later today, voicemail dump truck. Are we doing that thing? Are we going to do that thing? Uh I, I gotta, I gotta look at.
1: I feel like should have planned that thing more. Maybe we. Uh... <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: we'll see. We'll definitely have voicemail dump truck. Everybody. We'll definitely yeah. have a UPF tomorrow. We're going to be playing a, ha- a grab bag of games. Um, see maybe. Yeah, what's what's up?
1: Uh, Maybe because uh, I I know Bailey wants to pop up on a thing. Maybe I'll just get her for UPF
0: and and or uh, BCR. Okay, yeah, we can throw a lot of stuff into UPF. We could like just like go an extra half an hour or something, play five games or yeah, something like that. Yeah, maybe we do that. Maybe wanna, we do that and check we out that, on... that Tomb Raider collection and stuff like that. There's a lot happening. So oh shit, a lot to catch up on. Uh, I might have gone
1: code for another game that I'm very curious about. Uh, <sighs> Oh, grub! Remind me to send something. I'll just send it to you after this. But there's a game that I came across that screams you. Oh, okay. Uh, it reminds me of the case of the golden idol. I'm like,
0: well, this is a grub Ooh. game for sure. Ooh, that's my jam. That's my shit. I can't wait. Uh, I um, the next one I'm lo- most looking forward to is uh, Expeditions, a mud runner game. And uh, this morning in Slack, Nikki's like, "Hey, let let, us, let, let me know if you guys get a, get a hold of that one. I want to play." I'm like. Yeah, Listen, you're going to have to fight me for it first. But 100%, if you want to talk about that game, I will talk about that game with you. I am very excited about Expeditions. It comes about, I think, a couple days before my birthday. Everything's turning up Jeffrey's birthday this year. I turned 41 for some reason, and everyone's like, yeah, we're going to give him everything he ever did. We're going to reward that. We're going to reward that, that. specifically. Yeah. He made it. All right, Jan, thank you so much for talking with me about video games today, man. I really appreciate it. It's my favorite way to start a Thursday. Thank you all for hanging out with us today. You're the best audience in gaming. Until next time, have a good one. Take care of yourself and goodbye. And may a Nintendo Direct happen so you don't yell at me.